Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. My name is Pam. And I'm Jeremy. Thanks for being with us again this week. And just when we thought we were going to have a really quiet kind of slow week in Kelly news leading up to the release of the album here in a couple of weeks. Well, sure enough, she uh, changed her mind on that. And now not only do we have a new single to talk about, or I, I should say a new pre-release song. And we're going to talk about that in uh, in a little more depth in just a second. We have a new pre-release song and Homegirl went on live for two hours on four different social media networks. And we're going to cover all the highlights from all of those. Yeah, so super exciting, and I'm like, is that going to be like the new norm when she releases something is to go live everywhere? Apparently. And it Apparently, and it's cool. I know I said this a few weeks ago, um, I think for, was it Favorite Kind of High she did this? Mm-hmm. Um, she, you, you want, One would think, what else is there to talk about if on four different places? Oh, yeah. there is. Oh, there is. There's plenty. <laughs> plenty. That's what happens when you put Kelly Clarkson in front of a live microphone where she can't be edited out. She can't take back things that she says, which is why she has people like Trisha and Wise sitting off camera to sort of like stop her. And that that had to happen a couple of times uh, (laughs) during yesterday's uh, lives. And uh, again, we'll talk more about that. Um, But before we get too far into what we want to talk about today, uh, we get to make kind of a fun announcement. We're kind of excited about this. Uh, So our friends at Atlantic Records reached out to us and, you know, they said, hey, we know you guys are excited about I Hate Love uh, being released as a pre-release song from the album. How would you like to officially confirm the next song that's going to be released? And we said, absolutely. Sign us up. What's what are the next steps? They were like, yeah, do you would you be interested? It's like, yes, we would be. Absolutely. We would. So yeah. So we are so very excited to be able to officially announce that Red Flag Collector is the next song that will be released as a pre-release song from Chemistry. And it's coming out this Friday. I know people see a lot of rumors and stuff online about what may or may not be coming on certain days, but we can tell you it is official Red Flag Collector out this Friday. Yet another pre-release song from Chemistry. Pam, I feel like we are getting absolutely spoiled by this album era and by Atlantic for putting because this is this is not something that is super common to put out pre-release songs. It's it's one thing to put out one or two songs before an album comes out. Maybe maybe a third like right before an album goes, but this is going to be now our fourth fifth fifth song that we're going to have Wait, is that right? Yeah. Mind me. Fifth song. Perfect. Perfect. kind of high. I Perfect. hate love and yeah. this. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I lost I count. They, That's the thing. I, I lost they, count. There's been so many. There's so many. I know they did something sort of similar with the piece by piece. But it wasn't this kind of rollout. It wasn't like over the course of two months. There wasn't yeah. all this like build up and anticipation. I feel like that was just kind of like over the course of a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And this it's it, 
so it was similar, but this is definitely like way more like amp up, a lot of teasing, a lot more fan engagement. And it's so exciting because I remember this is the one. Well, I mean, there were a lot of songs, but like this was one of the songs from Velasco where everyone was just like, oh, my God. I think it's safe to say that this is going to be one of the most anticipated pre-releases of the entire album era. There has been more conversation online about a song that the vast majority of fans have not heard I think than any other one. And so I'm super excited to be able to get to hear the studio version of this. I would hope that they will also kind of keep doing what they've been doing. And that is releasing the live footage from the show for red flag collector. uh, When the song comes out on Friday, hopefully that'll be the case as well. So yeah, yet another thing to look forward to this Friday as we uh, get ready for the release of chemistry in just a couple of weeks. So, so exciting. I am, yes. you know, honestly, the album's going to be here before we know it. That's what, like two and a half weeks or so? Yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be two full weeks as of this coming Friday, if you're yeah. listening to this album, or to rather to this uh, episode in real time. Oh my gosh, y'all were in for such a treat. Oh, yes. the next couple, The next couple months, between this, between Vegas, between talk show premiere in New York, there's just going to be so much, so many new little nuggets and so much excitement going on. And man, yeah. it's a good time to be a Kelly Clarkson fan. It's always it, a good time, but in particular, it's a really good time. It really is. Yeah. And again, you know, we're we're here today to talk about the release of the new pre-release single, I Hate Love. And we are going to do that here in just a little bit. I do want to go back to that term, pre-release song. This was something that I also posted over on the Express uh, a couple of days ago in that I've been seeing a lot of people kind of freaking out, being like, why aren't they working favorite kind of high to radio? Like, why isn't that on the radio yet? Why isn't, you know, they put it out as a single. Why isn't it doing anything? And, you know, there's going to be some people that say the same thing about I Hate Love uh, for the people that really, really like that song and want that song to succeed. I want to remind everybody that these are not singles. These are simply pre-release songs. Uh, Atlantic is taking the step of giving you a song from the album ahead of time. Yes, mine is also a pre-release song, but that is a song that is actually being worked as a radio single. That is the song that they are using to sort of blanket promote the album on terrestrial radio, on satellite radio, on you know, Spotify and all that. That's the song that they're using to promote the fact that Kelly has an album coming up. Now for fans, these pre-release songs are more ways to just keep us excited about the coming album. And so there's nothing saying that favorite kind of high might be the second single from the album, or it could be the third single. And maybe something else is going to be the second single because remember songs like Hazel Eyes, Already Gone, Stronger, all of those songs came out as singles after the albums were released. So it's not like they're trying to surprise people with something that people have never heard before on the radio. Usually, most artists put out their albums before they put out a second single. So every song then on the album is sort of quote unquote old news. 
But for casual people who maybe don't have the Kelly Clarkson album, they haven't heard Favorite Kind of High. They didn't get it pre-release. They didn't listen to it on an album they don't own. So it's new to them. Maybe that'll get them to go out and buy the album. As I've said before on this podcast, released singles and pre-release songs are all just commercials for a larger album. That's what they're trying to do is they're trying to sell albums. So don't worry if you're freaking out because Favorite Kind of High isn't on the radio and they're not promoting it, whatever. That's not what it's for right now. It might be down the road, but for right now, that's not what it's for. And this is like, like this isn't the first time that like she's done this. And I know we've spoken about this at nauseum about like how like the album rollout cycle is has changed a lot over yeah. the last decade, but also really the last five years. It's 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 ever changing, which is both exciting and frustrating because <laughs> you don't it can know what's going to work. Yeah, you don't know what's going to work. At least you know from my experience, it's just like you know it's always it's it's always a ch- forever changing landscape, but. Even like um, Meaning of Life, for example, um, I mean that's a that was a, a a weird album in the sense not weird but like a, a good example of they took Love So Soft to radio, but the same day they released Move You, Move mm-hmm. You they didn't even bother, but it was another thing to kind of get the buzz up. Um, and then like I don't know, for example, like Meaning of Life, the song they didn't end up putting the radio, but they ended up releasing and putting out a video for it. So like it's just a like they're the end of the day, there are really no rules anymore. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, let's just do what we want to do. And I guess that's what Atlantic is doing. Yeah, so. I think everybody got so trained with how every album cycle for every artist goes. You put out Which, a- I don't blame them because yeah. there really there was a formula back in the there day. Was. There really was. And if you've been a if you've been a Kelly fan for a while, like decade or you know, for years. You can say decades. It's, it's twenty years can, now. So you I can guess say I can decades. say decades. Yeah. For the first couple albums, it really was a certain formula. It was mm-hmm. like a single about two to three months before the album came out. Sometimes you get a second single right around when the album was dropping, and then you get a third and maybe a fourth. It was always like a very um, calculated thing, and it's yeah. not how the industry works anymore. Yeah, you really can't do the the old school blueprint for how to roll out an album. So. Uh, I like that Atlantic is doing this and giving, you know, the fans a bit more of a taste of the album before it comes out. My my one sort of uh, complaint about this is that I feel like it's going to kind of spoil the the album release day a little bit, because by the time the album comes out, we'll have at least five, possibly six songs. If they continue this trend and they put out another song the week prior to the album, we don't know anything about that just yet, then that would be nearly half the album that would be out there prior to the release. And, you know, next to the full album itself leaking, you know, it's kind of a bummer because, you know, the best thing about the album release day is that, you know, you've got a dozen or so songs that you've never heard, so to speak, and you get to absorb all that, you know, right away. Whereas now at this rate, we're only going to have about seven to eight songs that we've not heard the studio versions for, which again, I'm not complaining about getting these songs early because I'm enjoying getting to sort of absorb these songs one at a time and get to really spend some time with them before the next one shows up. So either way, like Pam said, it's a new world. This is uh, uncharted territory as far as Kelly is concerned, but she has said in her lives that we're going to talk about here in a minute, she really likes it. She thinks it's cool what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So you kind of teased it. Let's talk about these lives. So yeah. um, last Friday when I Hate Love came out, Kelly went live on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. 
um, to kind of promote the song and, you know, answer some questions. I mean, a lot of the stuff was <laughs> in true Kelly fashion <laughs> derailed. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> but that's why we love her. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we were able to get some new info about some stuff that I don't know if she was supposed to talk about, but it's out there. Pam, I got an oh entire. Oh, my God. You took. I got an entire page of notes. You took of notes. New okay, info. So, so you lead this. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna we're gonna go in order of the uh, the events that she did, uh, starting with the Facebook Live, where I did not realize that you could do filters on Facebook Live. Somebody has got to take these filters away from this girl because she is too squirrel that she can't like <laughs> handle it. Uh, it was funny though because she started off with sort of the the devil horns and the and the weird glasses for sort of the vibe of I hate love, which was kind of cool. Uh, and and then she put on the the minion filter, which she kept on for a ridiculously long amount of time. And it was so hard to take her seriously <laughs> until finally, like fans started to say like really serious things like, oh, your music changed my life. And she's like, I have got to turn off this minion filter. <laughs> you guys are getting too serious. So. Um, so, yeah, that was that was very funny. Uh, first of all, she showed off the actual physical copies of uh, both the CD and some of the vinyls. She had been given them just, uh, I think, the day before from uh, from Atlantic. She showed off the Barnes & Noble copy. She had the uh, Amazon, the Target, the Walmart, and then the regular retail uh, copies of the vinyl. She didn't have the Spotify or the... There was one other one she didn't have. I can't remember which one it was. I, don't I know. lost count. I don't know. Yeah, seriously, you lose count with how many of them there Urban are. Urban Outfitters. Urban Outfitters. Oh, no, yeah, that's... She, yeah, Urban Outfitters. Yeah, yeah, she didn't have. She didn't even mention the Urban Outfitters one. Now that I think about it, nope. uh, but either way, uh, she got to show those off, and we also got to see because she showed off the Target one, which has the uh, the cover variant. We had not seen that there was a back cover variant as well. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, new yeah. information that she kind of showed off, and, and not, she didn't even like. I don't think she knew that we didn't know that, so right. uh, she showed that off, which was very cool to see. It's nice to see that the whole packaging itself is is different. Uh, she did, you know, whip out the the albums and kind of showed them to us, which it did show as she was pulling them out. You could see the inner sleeves. It shows all the lyrics are written inside, which is great. You love to see it when they uh, they include the lyrics. Uh, she didn't uh, open the CD, but she did have uh, the CD there with her. So she very she cool. would have been there for like twenty minutes opening the CD. That's the one thing I hated growing up. I loved getting a new CD, but opening it was such a pain in the ass. Oh my! And especially when they started putting those stickers on the on the binding. on top on the top. Yes. Oh. oh my god! I mean, I remember like in the my when I was at my last job, like when I was first starting out, like as an intern, and I had to like open up CDs. Mm -hmm. They gave me a tool. Oh yeah! It's like the little pick on top, and you can slice it open. I'm like, yep. why was this not sold to the masses? Oh, it was. Th like those were readily available. What? You just had, you had to find them. But yeah, they had the little uh, like the really skinny little razor blade inside that would just yes, cut the top. I was oh yeah, not I was not informed about this until like a decade ago. Yeah, as a as a music collector myself, I mean, I had a couple of them because I would always use them. Uh, and and this is really going to date me, but we all really got. <laughs> spoiled with those stickers on top because back in the early days when uh, it was like right after they stopped doing the long boxes which were like the long tall cardboard theft deterrent kind of things for cds they started yeah. putting these like little hologram stickers that were just on the like side of where you could open up the cd and those things were impossible to like 
fully peel off. So like all your CDs had this like remnant of like a, a hologram sticker on the side. It was so obnoxious before they moved to the, uh. the ones that they put on the top. Anyway, we digress about old time CD uh, technology. <laughs> um, she talked a lot in all of the lives about the upcoming uh, Las Vegas show. And she reminded people over and over again that each night um, are, is going to be different as far as the set list is concerned. And I can't remember. I got to, I got to look and look really quickly at my notes, but I'm trying. Oh yeah. It was the Facebook live. Somebody actually requested her to play sober on the last night of the residency on uh, August 19th. And she's like, and she said, yes. Yeah. She's like, okay. And I'm like, well, crap. (laughs) Well, someone, I think someone, I don't remember if it was Facebook, but someone else, I swear it wasn't me. Someone was like, can you play maybe on the opening night or opening weekend? And she said, maybe, maybe. And I'm like, great. I can hear that. (laughs) I I heard that. And I was very happy for you. Cause I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That's uh, that was something cool for, uh, for Pam. But uh, I will believe all this when I hear it. Yeah, it. whether or not she actually remembers to play songs <laughs> yeah. when people requested them, that remains yeah. to be seen. Uh, but yeah, it, it sounds like, you know, the show is, it's not just going to be like one or two or three songs that are going to be different each night. It sounds like the, the set list is actually going to be varied quite a bit. So, you know, we talked, I mean, we had our prediction episode of, you know, what we thought the set list was going to be. And, you know, after yesterday, you know, that really kind of blew our projections out of the water because we sort of pictured that she was going to have sort of the same set list with the exception of like two or three songs that, you know, she was going to do maybe a Casey classic or, you know, a cover or something. So, uh, you know, it sounds like the the shows are going to be vastly different, which makes me really excited that I get to see more than one show because it will it will not be like I'm going to the same exact show each night, which is really exactly. great. Exactly. Yeah. Um, she said uh, somebody was asking about Pink, and she said that they almost got to do something together, but that the schedules didn't work. Now, she alludes to this at a later live, and I don't know if she was talking about the same thing, but she more or less said that the two of them talked about going on tour together, which I think has imagine? been that has been a fan like dream, dream. tour is the two of them together. Um, I don't. I mean, I love the idea, but at the same time, I hate the idea because I don't know if our collective minds could handle <laughs> the two of them doing and, a built, dual billing show. And I feel like the tickets are going to be so expensive. That too. And I feel like the dream, not the dream. Well, maybe it's a dream, but I just feel like the ultimate like 2000s girl pop rock like thing. I yeah. feel like if I had to pick like an opener. I feel like Michelle Branch would fit the bill. Oh, see, I was going to say Avril Lavigne. Nah, I mean, I do. I, I I love Michelle Branch. I think she'd be great. That would be fun. I'm gonna go with Michelle. Okay, all right. Yeah. I, I look. I can be swayed. There's there was a lot of really great uh, uh, artists in that decade, so I think it'd be cool. Uh, so yeah, let's see what else uh, she says that uh, she is not going to be going live during the chemistry shows in Vegas like they did for the Meaning of Life tour. She said she wanted to keep it kind of special, kind of intimate. Uh, she says that they're, they're not discounting that for the future because she wants people to be able to experience the shows that can't necessarily make it. And so looks like no, uh, no reason to stay up late every night on Facebook Live or anything yeah. to watch anything from, uh, from those shows. 
She also, somebody asked a question about doing a duets album and this legitimately piqued her interest. And like surprised her as if she hadn't thought about it. I'm like, she hasn't thought about this? The fact that she know. hasn't thought about this bewilders me because yeah. I'm like, this seems like exactly what I would expect from her. And I would hope that she she doesn't do it late in her career like so many other artists have done. I mean, the, the first example I can think of is Reba, who yeah. was like, 30, 40 years into her career before she did a duets album. I think Kelly could do it, a duets album for the next album and it would be fantastic and she could get some really incredible artists. And it would be like super diverse. And I feel like one yeah. artist she mentioned that was they were toying with doing something for this album and it didn't work out was Sia. Yep. Yeah, which um, Kelly has worked with before, um, especially on the Piece by Piece album with yeah. like Invincible um a few other few other tracks yeah and she just said that she liked the idea of possibly being able to do lots of different genres on one album I mean, if this if there's anything that gives you license to do that it's a duets album so i am all for that uh i know she has said this uh before but she reiterated that the song chemistry is her favorite song from the new album uh even though you know at, at the belasco show she definitely said that every song was her favorite song but <laughs> I think she actually means it this time when she says it uh, in a live. Uh, she, she told a very uh, funny story of the movers at her house taking her interview hat and her moving it. Her interview hat, that, that big cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah. the big, so yeah, the big hat. probably won't be seeing that for a bit. Probably won't be seeing that for a while. She said she, she thought she left it on her desk. She told them not to touch anything on her desk, but maybe the hat they got did. moved or put on a couch or something. And so the movers picked it up and took it to New York. So she's but the going, hat she did wear is hilarious. I was going to like comment on it, but like I missed the first few minutes of Facebook. I'm like, Oh, she probably commented on it. I'm not going to say anything. It took her a while to actually point out. Yeah. The funny thing was, is that at the very beginning of like, like the very, very beginning of the Facebook live, she mentions like that. She has a, a hat on this as lighthouse, but it didn't even, I don't even think it occurred it to her. Clicked. It didn't click right away. But then later when she brought it up, she's like, oh my God, it says Lighthouse. So then she, you know, was uh, all about it. And she, I think she mentioned it nearly in every uh, live <laughs> after that. It was a yeah. uh, coffee shop in Santa Barbara that she, uh, she really liked. Uh, she also asked about a one night show in New York City. And she says, and I quote, why just one? I, and I, what? Don't <laughs> leave me hanging here, Clarkson. Yeah. Uh, she did say, I've got stuff planned, but then she kind of trailed off a little bit. Uh, so it does sound like, uh, I mean, I don't want to say that that confirms anything, but it does sound like there's going to be some New York press time, probably likely around the release week of the album, since she's already going to be at the Barnes and Noble, uh, which she talked about as well several times that uh, that you know there's going to be some other press going on for the album while she's in New York and maybe there is going to be some kind of a performance we don't know she didn't confirm anything but it does sound like that's going to be the case we've been talking about what we want to do for the release of the album whether we want to do like a you know an Instagram live sort of listen along or something along those lines we haven't really decided what we're going to do yet we're going to do something on the album release day. probably going to be just you because I, yeah, it's going to be just Jeremy. I mean. And we still well, need to, we need to figure out what we're like, when we're going to record our sort of our album reaction well, episode. I think we have a date, but it's going to be a really quick turnaround. It's going to be a really date. fast turnaround. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I will be at the Barnes and Noble thing on the 23rd. Um, yes. 
So if you're there, say hey, and I may like take. I'll 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 document it somehow. But um, I thought you were literally going to say, "Come up, say hey. I might take a selfie with you." I'll take a selfie with you if you want one. Just ask me. I was uh, like, "Oh <laughs> damn, Pam's getting too much like celebrity." Oh no, 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 no. I was going to say I will document it if you want a picture. Like just hit me up. But no, I was going to say I'll like document it on our social media. Yeah. Um. But yes, if there's anything, um, like that night or that later that day with like the, uh, that's going to be all on Jeremy because yeah. I will be MIA. Yeah. Um, oh my God. No, I'm not. No, I'm not that. I know you're <laughs> in not. My I know you're not. Uh, she also, uh, and again, she talked about this on a couple of the other, uh, of the other lives, but she did talk about high road and did a lot of shouting out for uh, Jane black, uh, AKA Rachel Orsher and her husband, Justin's band. Uh, once again, you know, if you want to get a preview of High Road, you can listen to it. It's on Spotify. Uh, it's the, so the, good. I've been listening to it like on repeat the last few weeks. It's so and she, good. and if, I guess if you want to kind of get a, an idea of what the Kelly version is going to be, she did sort of mention that she was listening to the song. She heard it in the studio and she said to Jason, do you think Rachel would mind if I took this up an octave? So if you know your your musical uh your musical knowledge in your head <laughs> what um you could probably get a, an idea if you listen to the Jane Black version you could probably get an idea of what that might sound like coming from Kelly but uh yeah so she gave uh Rachel a lot of props for High Road and then the last note I had from the Facebook live uh which is another classic Clarkson story it was sort of out of nowhere uh, Is but this about she blue, blue bottle. No, 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 no. That was that oh, was something God. else. That was another. Oh. That was another story. This like is when course. Kelly admitted that she had no idea what the term Netflix and chill meant. <laughs> oh, Kelly! Classic Clarkson story that oh, she didn't man. understand what Netflix because she was like apparently just telling people, "Oh yeah, I'm just going to go in Netflix and chill." I know. And people are like, "I would love Damn. to hear the story about how she found out." I would. Oh love yeah. To hear that. Yeah. So, oh, so that was pretty much the Facebook Live. Uh, it was very entertaining, very fun. Uh, I'm just glad she figured it out uh, this time around, or they figured it out this time because uh, they weren't able to do yeah. it last week. Uh, all right, let's move on to the TikTok Live. This is one that I didn't write as many notes down because, honestly, I was not paying as close of attention because I had a feeling it was going to be equally as unhinged as the previous one was. I found out how you can hide all that um, while you're watching on your phone. Oh, was- really? Such a pleasant experience. No. Oh, that. that's great. Yeah. That's yeah. good to know. So I'll tell you. Okay. Uh I don't did you write many notes on this one at all? Jeremy, I didn't write a single word down, but anyway. That's all right. <laughs> uh so a couple of the notes that I have that I just I mean, again, she talked about a lot of the same stuff. Uh, you know, about, you know, I hate love and you know, Steve Martin, yada yada. Uh some of the things that she mentioned on the TikTok live that I thought were a little noteworthy. One, uh, again, she showed off the vinyl and the and the CD copies of the album. She did mention she really wants a cassette version of the album. And she was like, maybe I'll just have Atlantic make one for me. I think the first fan that can uh, dub it off onto a cassette and send it to her will be the big winner. Yeah. I wonder if she knows that uh, Santa Can't You Hear Me was on cassette. I wonder if she has any idea. Wasn't it? Did I make that up? No, it was. On, yeah, I was on I a little. I like I own it. Yeah, it was on a kiss single. Yeah, and I'm, single. I, and I'm pretty sure I know. Thankful came out on cassette. I'm pretty sure Breakaway, Breakaway did. did. Breakaway did. And I'm my I'm, December might have, but I'm not sure. I say I'm not convinced that my December didn't. 
It may have. It may have, but um, yeah. but it also like it wasn't in the U.S. I don't believe that was international. I think that was like I think in in, in Indonesia was a big yeah or like Malaysia. I feel like they're the ones that that put it out. I might have that wrong, but we'll have to go to our our buddy uh, Matt. Yep, with Mike uh, Kelly, Kelly collection because yep. he definitely has. Yeah. Uh, she also okay. <sighs> She did. She does this a lot. She and she did this a lot yesterday, where fans asked pointed questions about something. She knows she can't announce it yet, but she does this in a way that sort of winks to everybody that it's a yes or that they're they're asking the right questions. They're heading down the right road, and that is when somebody asked about a deluxe edition of chemistry. She kind of played very coy about it. It was like, I don't know. know. She kind of did that whole thing, which of course, if you speak fluent Clarkson, you know that that is a pretty good sign that we may in fact be getting a deluxe album. Um, that, which because I feel like if it was a no, she'd be like no. She would have just yeah. said point blank no. She's like no, fourteen songs. That's what you get. That's all I did. Um, and again, this is gonna have to. I might have to find the clip somewhere. I don't remember what episode it's in, but I might have to start eating my words again because I even said there's not going to be a deluxe edition. She made fourteen songs, and that's all she's going to make. Um, I need to stop making these. Like either I need to stop making these kind of predictions, or yeah. I need to keep doing it. So we can manifest it the opposite. Yeah, sure. That's a way to look at it. So, yeah. Yeah. Kelly is definitely not going on tour anytime soon. Definitely. <laughs> no way in hell. No way. Uh, she also, again, um, it was sort of in passing. Like she didn't commit to anything, but there was sort of a, a wink and a hint of what could be the sixth and potentially final pre-release oh, yeah. song and she said lighthouse she, so like, she pointed to her, her she hat, pointed to right? her hat yeah so again we don't want to take that for gospel but that could very well be what the what the sixth and final song is that they release before the album comes out we'll have and to stay that tuned it's like oh my god like heartbreaking oh that one is oof and, and she mentioned it i can't remember which uh which one she mentioned it in. It may, it may have been in the Instagram one, but she was saying how fans really love the stuff that she and Aben do together. And, and Lighthouse and is another one. one of those songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that's pretty much TikTok Live. I, I didn't keep any other notes. I mean, I mean, I could probably double check and see. I think that was basically it. Uh, yeah. So everything else was pretty much other information and just her being wild and filters and whatnot that I couldn't get around on like Pam. All right, so let's do uh, the Instagram live. This was the one that was the most uh, information-filled last time she did this. Uh, This was the one that she sort of officially told the story about how she and Sia had been working on a song on the album, but they never quite got it finished. So there's something, Kelly and Sia. Now, we know that Sia has written on a song that Kelly has, has put out before, but it sounds like... The two of them were specifically working together on a song that could have been for the album. So maybe that could be, I mean, I don't know again, if this deluxe album ends up being a thing, maybe this could be something that's on there or maybe it's just something that they never finish. Who knows? Uh, But she did officially say that, you know, 
she and Sia had worked on something and it just never came to fruition. Uh, she said that she would love to do a show in New York Central Park. Which, and she was asking, like, do they do that? And uh, I wrote, I mean, she didn't see my comments, but I wrote in the comments, yes. I mean, there's multiple ways you can do it. There's, like, the Central Park summer stage, which I think she would do. That's, like, that's probably more in, like, the Clarkson lane. And then, like, when you have these, like, massive festivals with, like, you know, 40,000 people, that is when you do, like, the Great Lawn. That's where, like, the Global Citizen Festival is. That's where she sang with Carole King. Yeah. A couple years ago. Um, but yeah, they do concerts there, but it would probably have to be in like the spring or summer. Yeah. So anyway. if she wanted to have the Garth Brooks sized show, like she said, that's where she would have to do it. I don't know if she knows about the other option, which is where a lot of artists play. Yeah. And and I imagine, I mean, I obviously don't live in New York, but I imagine that that's a pretty busy stage during the summer. It is. that, And that's where they do the Good Morning America now, they used to do it, I think, in Bryant Park. That's Kelly. I think that was where Kelly and Jason first performed. They like, did their thing together. Like, back yeah. in the day was the one in Bryant Park. Good Morning America is now at the summer stage. But yeah, they have a ton of concerts there every summer, um, both free and, and paid. But yeah. that's realistically where she would do it, in my, in my opinion. Uh, we also got some love for unreleased songs. Uh, there were. I was like. I was like a little uncomfortable in this because I was like, should we be talking about this? <laughs> it's <laughs> always her? it's always like the elephant in the room. Like, should yeah. we tell her that we know about these songs? Because <laughs> uh, the first one that somebody called out was Call Me, which she didn't remember. She had no recollection of. I love that song. And like the minute they said the name of the song, like I started hearing it in my head. Yeah. And, and then she thought. She thought it was Hear she, Me. Yeah. She's like, well, you know, Hear Me. And she, I was like, you're not too terribly far off from the melody but you know you'll it'll come to you uh she also mentioned a song i don't and you'll have to i forget things but she mentioned a song that i don't know we've ever heard about it was a song that she and aben did together called lost have we heard about this song before i don't think so yeah that was new information i i mean she said that she and aben have written a ton of music together that i'm sure the majority we've never heard or never heard of but yeah, it was kind of cool to hear uh, about a song that maybe is new information for us, which again was called Lost. And then uh, there was also some shouts out for Love in These Eyes and Close Ooh, Your boop. Eyes. Close Your Eyes. Was that a was that a B-side for My December or No, that was That was that no. was an unreleased. That was unreleased, yeah. It was a lot slower. It was like um definitely ballady. Love in These Eyes is definitely way more pop rock. I remember Love in These Eyes was more of a demo, but I think Close Your Eyes, I feel like that was almost a finished song as far as like the version that we've all heard that was part of the leaked demos. Um, it just, it's, I think it sounded more finished, at least to my ear, but I could I don't be wrong. remember. I don't remember. Yeah. I, just, no, I just know it was definitely slow. Uh, she once again mentioned uh, that she wants to do a country album. I mean, I feel like at this point, it's just a matter of when, not if. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, she's very adamant that she wants to do that. Uh, a lot of people asking about different collaborations that she would like to do. And of course, I mean, who, who's she going to say no to? You know, it's like, no, I don't want to collaborate with them. You know, I mean, unless yeah. somebody said Dr. Luke, I don't think there's going to be anybody that she would say no to. <laughs> but in this particular example, uh, somebody brought up Sarah Bareilles, which absolutely. Also, talk about cool artists to open a pink and Kelly Clarkson show. I'd do oh, a yeah. Sarah Bareilles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, again, in the Instagram live, this is where she said that the tour with pink almost happened, uh, which would have been unbelievable. 
Uh, somebody called her out in the comments for doing the air horn sound. Oh man. And she was like, and she was so unfazed by it. It was like, she's like, Oh, I'll, I'll keep doing it. She, she said something to the effect of like, you know, I'll just have to find a different sound, which I loved that. Uh, she, and, and uh, the funny thing was, is that somebody said, please stop doing this or please stop. And she's she like, funny. she thought it was funny. Cause she's like, what belts? She immediately <laughs> left to belts, which is sort of like, belts. you know, the, the joke. joke. It's the ongoing joke with the fans about her belts. But then she felt like she had to explain herself, even though nobody, nobody asked about the belts whatsoever. They were talking about the air horn sound. Nobody asked about the belts. And yet she explained herself why she wears belts. And then it got into a whole conversation about her hips. And she must have you- listened to one of our episodes with with Rob. She might have, she yeah, have. which would just absolutely <laughs> mortify Rob. He would just yeah. crawl under his house and die. He would hate that. Uh, but yeah, she she talked about like her mic pack and everything and, you know, yeah. whatever. But she didn't need to explain to us why she wears belts because, you know what? Honestly, you can wear belts if you want. It's none of our business, the clothing yeah. you wear. No. Uh, she also uh, she also answered uh, one of my questions, even though she did. Uh, she, did. she missed it, but Weiss went back to it and asked the question. Uh, I, I kept asking her, what was the name of her favorite slot machine in Las Vegas? Because oh. she's talked about it before. And she said, it's her, it's the wheel of fortune slot machine. Cause I remember her talking about this years and years ago, but I couldn't remember what it was. And yeah, she talked about how she gets into the wheel of fortune. She, she puts her like her earbuds in, or she said her in ears and she just vibes out to her like wheel of fortune playlist on her phone <laughs> and just to know what is on that playlist. Oh, I would absolutely love to look at that playlist. And so, uh, yeah. So I think if you ever want to, uh, possibly get a glimpse of Kelly in Las Vegas, start kind of keeping your eye around the wheel of fortune slot machine. Cause if there's do not be, stock, do not stalk. Do not, her, we, yeah, we do not condone We're stocking. Not condoning stocking. No, but if there's going to be anywhere that she's going to be parked in front of, it's going to be a wheel of fortune slot machine. So that's very funny. <laughs> Uh, did you have anything else on the Instagram live? No. All right. Uh, and then she uh, wrapped it up with a Twitter space. Uh, all of these roughly ran about 30 minutes. So by the time she got to the Twitter space, she even mentioned that her voice was getting tired from all the talking that she was doing. Uh, somebody asked a really, really good question about what of any of her previous songs on her previous albums would she add to the chemistry album? And she said, cry. From I was all like, I ever wanted. An- another song. I'm like, oh, I wonder if Kelly knows these. You know, like, I always forget because it's been years since she actually sang it. So that was that was interesting to hear. Yeah, it was cool to hear a uh, shout out for a song from the All I Ever Wanted album. Uh, so many years yeah. later, uh, yeah. she also said, and this was kind of out of left field, that she's had an idea to go back and re-record some of her songs to make like a house dance version. I don't know whether it would be for like a full album or just a fun project to just put out. Cause she has said in the past and it wasn't even that long ago. She has said like someone asked, I don't remember when it was, but like if she would ever go like the Taylor Swift route and like re-record her albums, yeah. she said no. Yeah. But there's I guess no, there's, there's no need to, but I guess this is different. Cause this is just for like a specific like genre direction. Not because she's like, Oh, I want to do it. in like my 40 year old, you know, version. It's, I guess it's, I guess it's a little different, but I thought that was, I was very surprised to hear this. 
Yeah, something that we've learned in the last few weeks is that Kelly Clarkson loves to dance. Uh, Kelly both, Clarkson loves to dance. Both what we've seen from the voice after party and also uh, what she's said in the lives that she's done. She loves to dance. She loves remixes. She speaks very highly of the remixes that have come out of uh, songs thus far from Chemistry. If you've listened to us, you know we're a little meh on them. But, if, you know, songs and music are subjective. So you might think that they're bangers. Uh, it may not be our cup of tea. But either way, just have fun with it either way. It yep. uh, doesn't matter what we think. Uh, she also, and I think Pam is going to be very happy about this, although whether or not uh, it happens at the shows that we're at, uh, she did sort of hint that Happier Than Ever is going to be performed in Vegas. Um, I'm so excited. I ah! bet. I bet you are. Uh, yeah. She also said, and this is another thing that fans have been asking for for probably the last 16 to 18 years, she says she wants to do a live album. Oh, yeah. And she yeah. wants to release Belasco. Yeah. Possibly. Or she was like, at least I want it for myself. But she yeah. said, I would possibly want to release the Belasco show. I'm like, that's cool. That's a great idea. Well, and look, I mean, whether it comes out on physical media or not, if they put out the entirety of the show, we're going to have a live album yeah. either way. So because somebody's going to, you know, rip it down to audio only. So uh, either way, I, I and I love this. I love the idea of, you know, maybe it's some of the Vegas shows, uh, you know, and it could be like, a, you know, I, I would love it if they brought back the Kelly Clarkson live dot com thing that rca did yes. years ago where yes. every every couple weeks or maybe it was even every week we got like three or four songs and most of them were covers uh that yeah. she did on tour they just they were free downloads that you could go get it was awesome and, and i mean they took they they took most of them off streaming that's but yeah. that's where like uh like creep if you hear creep on streaming that's that was part of that yeah they took most of them down but there's still a few that are around yeah if you uh if you actually like downloaded and kept them keep them close because they're not available anymore. So yeah, uh, there's good stuff out there. And then the last thing I had was probably the cutest moment of the entire two hours of lives. Oh, yeah. And that was when Remy came home from school and came in to tell her that she had left her little tiny backpack in the car. And <laughs> he was, uh, he wants he to, like, he was like, I, he was like, I, I have to bring in so much stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. He's talking about how he wants to make movies and all this stuff. And uh, yeah, it was super cute. So that was a fun little uh, cameo yeah. from, uh, from Remy B in the uh, Twitter spaces. Uh, another thing too, I can't remember which one it was. I, I That's all the notes I have on Twitter spaces, but Oh, shout out to our friend, Nicole, who got her question answered yeah. about favorite Disney ride. Kelly's favorite Disney ride is uh flight of passage. Uh, the avatar ride. And then she also likes Soren as well. I'm I don't know what any of this means, but I'm really happy, <laughs> Nicole. <laughs> uh for me, I mean, look, I'm also a big Disney adult. For me, yeah. I think Flight of Passage <laughs> is a bit of a basic answer because everybody loves Flight of Passage. So I was <laughs> oh hoping God. well, because because we were joking in our uh we have our friends that are in our group chat. And we were all like because Nicole's in our group chat. And so we were, you know, telling Nicole we were really excited for her that they answered her question. But this was also right around the time that she was talking about all like the weird horticultural stuff, like the documentaries that she's <laughs> yeah. into, which was so random, but I loved it. I love and, it. and we were saying like, oh man, you know, I said, you know, flight of passage is a, is a bit of a basic answer. I said, if she really wanted to like impress me, she would have done something niche, like living with the land, which is another uh, Epcot ride. And I think Rob said the exact same thing. Like we both texted it at the exact same time and it would have been so on brand for, 
her like love of horticulture. Yeah. Which I, I mean, I don't even know if she knows about living with the land. I mean, the girl needs to get on that ride because she would absolutely love it. But uh, so that was kind of a fun thing for us Disney fans to to hear her talk about uh, her favorite Disney rides. Um, so, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the horticulture thing was super funny because I think at one point, Trisha actually had to like wrap her and be like, nobody cares about this. You need to move on. Yeah, you need to move on. Oh, one quick thing before we actually go into I Hate Love. Um it was funny. Someone asked if Kelly would be at the VIP and she was like, what are you talking about? And I didn't understand the question. And then they <laughs> basically Weiss was just like, the answer is no. He's like, no, your answer is at, no. At first, they didn't even explain to her. They're like, the answer is no. <laughs> but I guess it was, you know, I guess with some of the, with the Vegas shows, they're doing like the VIP like thing where you can get earlier entry and yeah. get some little food and drinks and you get like, I guess earlier access to go in. It's still a little fuzzy, and you get a poster. Um, so someone at was asking if she would be at this little pre-show, and the answer is no, which I wasn't expecting anyway. But I would, it's a no. good question. But it's a good question um, yeah. just to like clear it up and make sure people are aware. So, but it was so funny. They're like, the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's it. Those are uh, those are the three or the four rather uh, lives that she did on uh, Friday. Uh, lots of information. She like I said, it's always a. Uh, it's always a good time when they put Kelly Clarkson in front of a live camera. You never know what she's going to say and what she is going to uh, intentionally or unintentionally or unintentionally uh, release and talk yes. about. But the one thing that was intentionally released on Friday was the latest pre-release song from Chemistry called I Hate Love. It features Steve Martin on the banjo. Uh, they simultaneously released the video from the Belasco show, uh, which did not feature Steve Martin. Uh, but either way, uh, we got two new uh, songs slash versions uh, to listen to this week, Pam. Yes. Yeah, so the the first time I listened to this, the recorded song on Friday, I was like, eh, okay. I wasn't, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I was just kind of like indifferent. But then I just kept listening to it on repeat and I'm like, okay, I'm hooked. Like I love yeah. it. It just, it, it took me a second. Um, but I, it's very different from anything she's ever put out. Yeah. And I feel like we've been saying this, but really the four songs, like are all very different and they're all very different for her, but yeah. still like fit the Kelly Clarkson like brand and sound. So it's mm -hmm. not super like, what the hell is this? Um, I love this song. I adore it. And I'm seeing a lot of mixed reactions online. Yeah. People who love it or they're like, I don't get it. Um, I think it's a very quirky tongue in cheek kind of song. And I think it's, it's refreshing to hear from her because we don't get this very often. Yeah, it's it's definitely different for her in many different ways. One of the ways is I feel like this is probably the least singy song that she probably will have the on the chorus album. Is, the chorus is very singy. And I yes. think the chorus is very anthemic. And I think that is the chorus is really what brings me in rather than the verses. The verses are definitely more. And I don't know how to explain this. so I'm going to explain it as best I can. They're more like talking like singing talking and like yeah. i don't want to say it's like how you would sing in like theater like but you know like a lot of times in musical theater they like there's they have to like sing and speak very clearly you know yeah. they do a lot of that like enunciation when they sing yeah it's like they usually they sing yeah. speak their dialogue yeah exactly and that's what she does in these verses and i think and also because it's very offbeat yeah. I think that threw a lot of people off, but I think that's what hooked me. I love it. I think it's so quirky, and it reminded me a lot of 
Forgive me. This is, I think this is the correct song. I'm not like the, I don't know a lot of Taylor Swift music. I think it's, we are never getting back together where she kind of, there's one part of the song where yeah. she kind of like does the same thing. And that is immediately what went into my head with like the whole, like the Gosling Steve Martin line, like yeah. just saying it like so offbeat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that comparison. Yeah. I see yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and the 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 Gosling and Steve Martin line was sort of like my one thing where I've been trying to get past that because I've been so trained and so used to a formula with Kelly where you know everything fits nicely in the lyrics, and this is like one lyric where not only does she all but stop singing because she can't, she has to like jam a lot of words into a very small frame of time. And so she can't even afford to sing it. Like she has to speak it as she like runs it all together. And it was very jarring to hear that. And so when I I remember hearing it live, I thought, oh, that probably is just a really difficult lyric for her to sing because there's a lot of words in there. And so that's maybe it's going to just sound a little weird live. But then when I heard the recorded version, I thought, oh, wow. So she just literally speaks that as she's trying to like jam it all in there and it, it rhymes apropos of nothing but the point is made in everything that she says in those lines so i get where she was going with it but it was it was still very funny um and i'm i'm getting past my like original like kind of questioning and kind of tweaking it whenever i hear that line now it actually kind of makes me laugh when i hear it yeah um the one part from the belasco performance that i remembered the actually the one of the only parts from the show of the the music that we hadn't heard, like I'm not including me or mine, but of the songs we heard at Belasco that I we had never heard before, mm-hmm. I'd say 99% of it, I did not remember what it sounded like, you know, once I left. The one part that stuck in my head, which I think I mentioned, was right before the chorus where they go, I hate love. That yeah. part, it just stuck in my head. I don't know why. I don't yeah. know why. So it was kind of funny hearing that now. We're like, oh, that's what I, you know, remember. Um I think the chorus is so infectious and I love how it builds. It builds a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, favorite kind of high. It's a very different song. I saw people comparing the two. I'm like, guys, this is, there are polar opposites. Yeah. But favorite kind of high is pretty consistent with the tempo for the most part. Yeah. And, and with her, with her, like with the, with the, I don't know if I'm using the right words, like melody or, um, whatever here, her vocals it, it, for I hate love are doing like vocal gymnastics everywhere, but mm-hmm. like it, it works. Yeah. The, the whole thing is just kind of a fun song to listen to And she mentioned it in the lives and she has said it before. She keeps bringing up this whole like punk pop rock thing. I don't get it. I know. Kelly, I still don't, I still don't, I don't see it. it. <laughs> I'm sure no I, punk. I'm sure she knows what she means and what she's talking about. I'm still really struggling to find the punk of it all. Yeah. I mean, the pop rock, yes, absolutely. I get that. I'm trying to find, like, if you could point me to a song that is a punk song that you could compare it to, where, like, maybe they were an inspiration or, you know, it draws from a punk type song, I'm all for it. I want to, because if I could hear that, then then I'll be able to pick it up. But my my knowledge of punk music is so, like, surface level I don't I don't know what to compare this to that I could actually say, oh yeah, I, I get the punk uh yeah. the the reference. I get I get the inspiration in this song. I'm I'm still having a hard time finding it. 
Same. I was like, even I remember right when we did our Belasco thing, like a few hours after the show, I was like, guys, it's a great song. There's no punk in this. So I, yeah. the same thing. I'm like, if she can like point us in the direction of the inspiration, like, please, because it's, I don't get it. Um, yeah. I want to call out one other part in the song that I absolutely love. And I didn't like absorb it enough when we were at Belasco is the bridge with the like, I'm tapping out. Mm-hmm. And then it's just silence. Yep. Yep. They and stop. Then the drums come in. I, I wrote this down to talk about. I love oh, I love the so bridge. Good. And then they stop the song for a beat. And then it comes back in with Lester's drums and it goes right back into the chorus. Love that. Love, love, love that. This is gonna be so much fun. I really hope she performs this at one of our shows that we we go to. This is gonna be a really fun sing-along. I have yeah. a feeling. Like a really big anthem that we're just gonna like sing along. I don't know. I her vocals are so powerful in the chorus that it's going to make you want to just like, not scream, but like really like belt belt out with her. Well, and she's really said, excited. she has said that, you know, she thinks that songs just sound so much better when they're live. Yeah. And this is definitely one of those songs that is way better live because, you know, when on record, a lot of things are a little muted. Uh, they're kind of, you know, they're they're kind of processed down a little bit. And I think that happens a bit with Lester's drums. Uh and and I don't know. I I don't I think this was actually a Jesse Shatkin song, so I don't know if this is Lester on the drums on the record. But in concert, when the drums are mixed differently and they're given the chance to actually like, you know, really make an impact and really be heard, it is awesome. I mean, it's so good. And the and the video from the LA show doesn't do it justice. Like our friend Moni actually texted us uh, yesterday in, in real time yesterday and said, listen to these new songs on a really, really good stereo or a really good sound system. And it will change the way you hear these songs. And so I still need to do that um, to, to really get the, the full experience. But uh, yeah, I mean the, the drums in this song are so good and we also, uh, talking about the L.A. version uh, that's in the video that was put out, we found out, because uh, in concert, Aben is going to step in, obviously, for Steve Martin. We found out that what he plays is not an actual banjo. It is what he calls a guitanjo. Guitanjo? Yeah, it's like a mixture of a guitar and a banjo. So it's not full banjo. And I think, I'm trying to remember, because, okay, we're kind of giving away a little spoiler. bit of what spoiler. Aben is one of the people that we t- we sit down and talk with uh, backstage at the Belasco. And he was telling us that I can't remember if he says that he didn't have access to a banjo or he, he couldn't know or he, or he didn't know if he if he needed a banjo. But he had this and it's a guitanjo. And so what you see him play in the Belasco video is actually called a guitanjo. It's played a little bit differently and I, again, I can't remember if he said like because he doesn't know how to play a banjo or if he just didn't have access to it. I would imagine he probably could play a banjo because he can play anything with strings. But suffice to say, uh, that's a little nugget of knowledge for next time you watch the video. It's a, And you can do a Google search on exactly the differences between a banjo and a guitanjo. And when you hear our interview, Aben will tell you the differences. So uh, that was just a little some extra that I, I bumped yeah. on when I saw the video. I'm like, ah, guitanjo. Yes. Um, so it's interesting. I, uh, when I was watching the Velasco video for literally like a half a second, I saw myself 
and I saw myself with the, with the phone up. So I filmed the beginning of this. You did? I did. Apparently oh. I filmed because I like was able the way that the shot was done in the, in the video. I and I knew where to look for myself because I was like the last person in the front on the yeah. left. So I like knew, you know, the girl with the dark shirt. I knew that was me. And I had my phone up. I was filming the beginning of this and I realized we didn't get our footage for Favorite Kind of High or this song. And I don't know if that's because they just released the, the official video. So they'll send all this to us like in a few weeks when the album drops. But I do have a video of this from like close to the stage. I, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I just was like, <laughs> I don't, I didn't remember what I filmed. Yeah. And this happened to be one of the things I filmed. So I, I hope we get it soon. I yeah, mean, I, I don't, guess, I don't know. I don't remember what I filmed either as far as actual video. Again, I'm more of a photo guy. And so I sort of have put out of my mind all the stuff that we were getting from the phone. And I'm the opposite, which is great. I yeah. love that for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love video a lot more. So I you tend to take more video, but I, I never do full songs. I usually will just do like a 30 second clip so I can actually enjoy the performance. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So um, I want to give a shout out to one other part of the song and then we can wrap up. I don't know what the actual like programming was like, mm -hmm. but I know that this part in the LA show was played by Jason. So it's a key or keyboard organ sound of some sort. But right when the, the chorus starts, it sounds like literally like the organ that plays at like a ball game. Like, yeah, dun, 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 dun. I don't know. It, <laughs> just, it, it was really cute to hear it. And I just was like, this sounds like a baseball game. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just I wanted to give a shout out. So anyone listening, go back and listen. And I don't know. See if you think what I think. You know, I have to admit that I was a little nervous about this particular song because a lot of times when you see songs that are near the end of the track list of an album, you kind of think to yourself a little bit, OK, are these sort of the like the album tracks that, you know, they just wanted to fill up the album. So they put a couple yeah. of things on here. And yeah, sure. It's got a big name attached to it as the feature. But is this just a, you know, throwaway song on the album? And I got to say, you know, in my mind, there's not a lot of throwaway songs on Kelly Clarkson albums. This is definitely not one. I Hate definitely Love not. is not a throwaway song. And I'll say this too, uh, to sort of, even though we haven't talked about it really at all, uh, That's Right with Sheila E. Also, if from based on what we saw in concert, not a throwaway song as well. And that's more of like a Latin flavor song and i hope it's the same way on the album that it was in concert but these last two songs on the album that have the features the big name features uh, are not throwaways these are these are good songs these are fun songs and i'm really glad that i hate love was one of the pre-release songs for yeah. the album because i think this is going to give people more appreciation for this song and especially people that like to listen to an album front to back like every time and who got to experience the pre-release songs. You're always going to have that one song still that you get to look forward to because you know I hate love pretty well and you know it's coming up. Uh, I'm I'm really happy for it because I was, I was concerned. I always am when it comes to songs that are at the end of an album. And so I'm glad that this is a song that, uh, that so many people are really enjoying. And I'm really glad that they, because um, I was very curious, like why they're choosing the songs that they're choosing to put out, like ahead of the album. And I just think it's a, they're doing a really, really good job of encompassing how eclectic of an album this is. So yeah. I think that is, may, that might be Endgame, and that's what they're doing. I think it's working. So absolutely. Now, one quick thing before we wrap up, 
and I did give you homework. Yes. For rank, it's very hard to do, but I want, as I saw a lot of people online doing this, and I want to do this ourselves, ranking the four songs right now mm-hmm. as they are. My list surprised me because I just think like it's just going to depend on my day. It's going to depend on my mood. And this was like, as of right now, this was my order. And I know I'm going to get a lot of like, for this, but yeah, I surprised myself. So do you have your order? I have mine. Okay. So should I go from number four to number one? Uh, just go one to four. One to four. Okay. Number one surprised me like crazy. Right now, I'm obsessed with me. Wow. Which I, I don't know. I wasn't obsessed with it when it came out by any means. And it's that's been a slow grow for me. I love me. Um, number two, I'm putting I Hate Love. It's really fun. Um, yeah. Number three surprised me because this was my number one forever is I'm going to put mine at number three. And favorite kind of high, I'm putting in last place. I love it, but I just, right now, everything else is taking priority. You know what's really wild? Do you have the same order or the complete opposite order? The complete opposite order. <laughs> no way. Favorite kind of high first, <laughs> mine second, I hate love third, me fourth. That's hilarious. <laughs> yep. That is that is my absolute wow. order. I look. I love, I, I I love was, that for us. I am such a sucker for just a big boppy song, and favorite kind of high just does that for me. It, it, it satisfies my need for a big fun dancey Kelly song. Yeah, and mine is just still one of those songs that has a great chorus, and I still you know I'm in love with the bridge. There's just so much to like about that song. And then I Hate Love. I mean, it's it's like 2A, 2B for me with uh, with I Hate Love. That, yeah, that's how I, it was for me. I like wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah, I just, I really, really like that song. And me is, me is an equally great song. I like it a lot. It's, you know, I am always going to prefer up-tempo songs over slow songs unless they are just, abs- I mean, you're because of yous, you know. Right. I can throw already gone in there as well. Those kinds of songs stand out a little bit more. Uh, but if I have to rank them, you know, one to four, me is going to go fourth. Guys, let us know your order because yeah, it's not expecting us to have polar opposites, but that's yeah. make this fun. That's right. Um, as always, you can uh, find us on Spotify if you if you listen on the app. Um, we can. You know, we would appreciate if you left a rating there. And same thing goes on Apple Podcasts. If you can leave us a rating and review, that'd be awesome. Um, and, you know, we're on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Miss In Podcast. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And uh, hope you guys have an awesome week. And look out for Red Flag Collector yes. on Friday. Yes, Red Flag Collector coming out this Friday on all the download services. And hopefully we'll get the Blasco video as well. Until then, we will see you next week. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to missindiepodcast at gmail.com. 